0: and I have been married for 17 years, and it did not take long for us to discover that I am terrible at the laundry. I forget to move it to the dryer, I forget it's in the dryer, and to fold it so it's wrinkled, and I'm just not good with the laundry. And at some point, I was very frustrated with myself, and he just started taking it over. <sighs> I'm sure there are a lot of husbands who do the laundry, this is not something unique, but it means so much to me that when i am not meeting a standard that i expect of myself that he just does it so i just wanted to say that i appreciate it so much
1: (laughs) good for him i'm sure some of you are thinking hey i could use a spouse like that who sees a need and steps in Uh, i was thinking uh, as you as you were sharing that story about my wife and I. We, have, uh, we had a washer and dryer that broke down after about 17-18 years and uh, couldn't get parts, couldn't get it fixed and, and so on. So we, we got new ones and <laughs> these have got some fancy uh, buzzer system that once the laundry is done or the dryer is done it just keeps yelling at you <laughs> until you come and <laughs> empty it. And so uh, we can't get away without being reminded. But seriously I think that's an example of what can happen in a marriage when we really willing to give more than the 50-50, we're willing to step up. I mean, marriages that are 50-50 get in trouble because life isn't 50-50. And you know, one of the things that we get uh, so much joy out of, of a, an intentional marriage, the physical pleasure and emotional and spiritual pleasure can also bring great pain. And some of the calls we have set up today, I'm sure you're going to hear, um, are struggling. By the way, welcome to Intentional Living. Dr. Randy here. Our phone line is open, but for a very special reason through this week. For the rest of this week, we're inviting friends who are part of Intentional Living, our listeners, you and others, to come and join us, uh, to pray for us, to help us close out this year strong. We have a very special gift for those who are joining in monthly support. It's the brand new 2023 calendar. And it's not just an ordinary calendar, beautiful photographs. And our team did something extraordinary, and every page of each month is going to be another name of God that we're going to use to teach our grandchildren during this next year. Come and join us. You can find out more by just going to theintentionallife.com. So what's your question today? we got some answers on marriage.
2: I'm a lady that's just about ready to turn 60 years old. I've been married for 40 years, and I have gone through every stage of marriage that you can have. My husband and I, at one time, I think, did not love each other at all. We started out loving each other. Then we went to not loving each other. And now we are at a stage in our lives where we love each other so much and are so good to each other. And we have two daughters, and we have seven grandchildren. And I'm telling you, it's
0: worth the work. But
3: you've got to both put
4: the work together
1: yeah. and get through it. It's true. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you for calling on. That's so true. And what she reminds us is there are seasons. If you're married, you know there are seasons. There are seasons when it's a little snowy and cold and drifty. And there are seasons when it's springtime and things are growing and blossoming and blooming and kind of uh, refreshing and positive. And then there's summer where you got to weed. You know, you got to take care of the garden, and you got to pull the weeds. And then the fall, fall comes, and you get the harvest. And I think that that picture, I think God allows us to be in seasons. I mean, why, why else? He didn't have to. I mean, he created us in a an environment on a planet that goes through these four seasons. I think it's a life lesson for us about life. Even Ecclesiastes 3 tells us. So you may be on the up season. <laughs> or you may be in the in wintry season of your marriage. Wherever you are, it's okay. God's there with you. He's sovereign over today. Let me get to the calls. We've got them backed up here on marriage. Let's go. Begin with Richard in New Mexico. Richard, welcome to the program. Yes,
3: thank you, Doctor.
1: Appreciate your call. What's your question?
3: My question is, how can I spread encouragement to my wife who is, I I feel she fell out of love with me, and we've been married 39 years, Mm -hmm. and she talks about going her separate ways. And I tell her that uh, uh, the Scripture says the believer is not to leave, but you're free to leave if you want, because I'm supposed to wish you the best.
1: Well, so How do
3: I deal with her negative
1: well, attitude? Here, are a couple of things here, Richard. One is you're saying your wife is saying she wants to split, she wants to go a different way. You're saying, asking the question, how can I encourage her? Why does she want to split? If she were to say it in, in one word, what would it be?
3: I think she fell out of love with me. She's she's tired of the constant everyday struggles to make ends meet. Uh, we just got two grandchildren in the house, and oh. uh, they wear her down. And uh, the the son that has is the father of the two kids is very negative himself. He he smokes pot and oh. just. Well, she's our lifestyle. So,
1: and and did this begin to go downhill after the grandchildren been, came into the home?
3: Uh, no, it's been going downhill for uh, five or six years. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, Richard, I'll tell you what. I mean, obviously, you're going to hear me say seek counseling, talk to someone. And the reason I say that is because when you get stuck, you need someone to get a jump start to get you talking and moving in the right direction. But What happens in marriages so often, it happens in all marriages. I just talked about seasons, where if we don't get back on the same page and we don't start talking about things that are important and where we're headed and so on, uh, it's easy to start to drift and then to get worn out and then to get weary. And the Bible talks about what happens when we get weary. When we get weary, we can do dumb things. We see that in even great characters of Scripture, when they're spiritually, emotionally, and physically weary. So, practical thing, get your wife, get someone to take care of the grandkids, you and uh, the two of you get away. I don't know where that is, but get away, spend some time, to, time together, talk together, see if you can at least agree that, hey, we need to work on making this marriage uh, what God intends for it to be. Don't preach at her, don't tell her what she has to do, just love her. The best thing you can do is show love to her in your actions. Okay, thank you, Richard. Let me go to Tina in Michigan with a question today. What is that question, Tina?
0: Uh, Well, I have been separated from my husband since the beginning of May of last year,
3: Mm -hmm. and
0: I'm really working on restoration, but he doesn't seem to want that. Um, We separated because of some issues going on, and since then, there's been, um, you know, he's been going out with a some people, and I saw something on Facebook, I'm not friends with him, but anyway, I just wonder, is there a time when only one person is willing that you, you know, cut loose from it, or if you just keep, I mean, I know God can do anything, it's just, if he's not willing, I don't know what to do.
1: Well, when you say he's unwilling, have you had any sessions together? Have you had any plan of action? We
0: went to counseling before we separated. But he was going out, and he stayed out all night, and never let me know where he was. And I told him, well, maybe we need a break to work on this, and and we've seen each other. A few, we see each other here and there.
1: Is he? Inv- um, when you but, say he's like, going out, is he involved with another woman? Is that what's going on?
0: Well, I, I can't say for sure. I just know he went out with another woman. I don't know how much more than it was than mm-hmm. that it was, but. As friends Mm -hmm. or whatever, I'm not okay with that. That's not something I would do. But you know, I just, I just don't know.
1: What was the issue? Why did you guys really separate? Was there one core issue?
0: No. Well, communications. A lot of it, I'm sure. Um, This is a second marriage, Mm -hmm. um, and I had said I would never get married again. I met him. He was going to church, and um, I thought we had the same values, and I don't think that we did. Um, And we just, uh, we can't we don't talk well and communicate well. And, and when he started going out and being gone overnight and not wanting to tell me, you know, while I was with my friends and, and I just, you know, that's when I said, you know, we need a break. And, and I've been studying and I've been counseling, mentoring, having a, I have a mentor. I've been, you know, and I just don't know when, cause I've been trying to study on, you know, a godly wife and all all those things and I've been patient <laughs> I just
1: mm-hmm. don't you know Well Tina listen you're I hear your heart you want to do the right thing you want to honor God and you know that it uh, it takes two to make a marriage work um and when you don't know what's happening and we're not even talking about it then that's even more difficult cuz we're not you're not even getting to the core issues that need to be dealt with I think there's a time in a relationship when, a, when we uh, maybe are separated and maybe the lifestyle of one person is such you don't know what's going on, they're not willing to talk, they're not willing to address it. There's a point where uh, it's appropriate to say, we're going we're gonna to bring this thing like a flat tire uh, off the road until we get it fixed. We're going we're gonna to stop whatever we're doing that's not working and bring it to a head so we can at least address where are we and what direction we're taking. That can take different forms, uh, Tina, And in the midst of that, there's much prayer and um, in your own life and the decisions you make about how you live, that you have great accountability. But uh, in relationships that just you know get off the trail, and then you don't know what's happened, they're lost in the woods, there's a point where, where you need to get it back um, you know, to a place where you can talk. Hang on for a minute, Tina. I'm going to have Sally catch your uh, address. I'd like to send you a copy of my book, Star for Affection, okay?
0: Okay. And yeah, I'd
1: like to have you, you read it because I talk in there are some chapters about what do you do when you get to these really difficult spots in uh, in marriage. This is real life. This is intentional living. Your life matters. Don't waste it. Don't waste today. Have godly goals that you focus on. Repeat actions into habits Get rid of the junk in your life. Eliminate some of those things. We're not talking perfection. We're not talking about having good work so God will love you better. We're just saying use the sense that God's given you, your head, your heart, and your hand, to enthusiastically pursue that that one goal today that God has given you for your marriage. What one thing could you pursue in the next 30 days in your own life that would make the biggest difference? Talking marriage more in just a second.
5: Well, the way that we
0: have made our marriage last 20 years is intentional commitment to our marriage and to our Father above who gave us one another and takes a lot of prayer and dedication and intentional commitment to one another and with God. Hello. Um, To be intentional in my marriage, we have put Christ first in our relationship. We listen to Christian radio together and discuss what we listen to, and we do the Bible study nightlight just before we go to bed at night. Those are ways I am intentional in my marriage.
2: Hi, I'm calling to um, explain how my marriage has gotten better. I'm going to a, a Bible study that is a Titus 2 Bible study, where the older women teach the younger women how to love their husbands by respecting them. And it's interesting that uh, we all need to be taught. It doesn't come naturally. My name is Sheila from Phoenix, Arizona. Thank
1: you. Boy true and you know you listen to each of those stories they're all people who are action oriented they're not passive they're not waiting they're not laying back not hiding under the you know their covers uh they're active in their spiritual growth and learning and being around people encouraging them taking action very positive thing when we wait on the lord you know the bible talks about waiting on him um we're waiting on him to make a to move but that doesn't mean that we don't continue to grow and and uh, become the person more and more every day that God intends for us to be. Great uh, balancing act, isn't it? Okay, let me see here. Let me move to Ann. Ann is listening in Michigan today. Hi, Ann. Hi. Appreciate your call. What's your question today?
2: Well, I just wanted to know if you could give me um, a little bit of insight as far as um, spiritually. I um, am a... Catholic, and my husband is not, and we've been married almost 32 years, and I just don't feel like we're on the same page spiritually, Uh and don't know how to get there with his resistance to going to church with me or participating. Um, So that's, I guess, my question. Mm -hmm. How would you... Where would
1: you start with that? Well, Anne, that's a, very, it's a universal question. It's one we've gotten for 30 years of ministry when we're not on the same page spiritually. I always give the same answer. First of all, making sure that personally, that you ha- have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, deeply rooted in, in Scripture, and um, it's not uh, connected to a church or a denomination so much as it is a relationship with Jesus Christ. But then, when our spouse is not on the same page spiritually, we have what the Bible refers to as not being equally yoked together. It's a picture of two ox oxen not in the in the harness, pulling in the same direction. And when we're not doing that spiritually, um, you know, that's that's a huge thing. Now, uh, you wanted that, and if I understand, you want to know what the Bible teaches about when you're not equally yoked. What's what's a Mm -hmm. biblical response? Well, 1 Corinthians chapter 7 does address this. It talks about the principles of marriage for a believer. And um, the Apostle Paul says, To the married I command, yet not I but the Lord. A wife is not to depart from her husband, but even if she does depart, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband, um, and a woman to her, and and vice versa. For the unbelieving husband it says here a woman who has a husband who does not believe verse 13 if he's willing to live with her let her not divorce him for the unbelieving husband is sanctified meaning set apart by the wife and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband otherwise your children would be unclean Uh, but if the unbeliever departs let him depart a brother or sister is not under bondage in such cases but god has called us to peace there's much there we could preach a whole conference and we can talk about what all that means but in summary just because we're unequally yoked doesn't say hey you need to divorce and move on in fact the scripture says if they're willing to stay together stay together but it also says in other places in scripture for the believing person in your case and as a, as a follower of Christ you have an added responsibility to live your life as a Christian before your husband that he would see your good works, as the scripture said, and glorify God who lives in you. In other words, from a biblical standpoint, not being equally yoked is not the, the basis for divorcing or leaving each other. However, mm-hmm. it creates a great deal of frustration, and it sounds that's where you are right now. Mm-hmm. What's your greatest frustration with all this?
2: well i I guess I think of um you know we're not getting any younger, and at some point um if we're not on the same page, I guess that kind of concerns me for eternity and um you know i he, I'm not saying that he's not a- he's not not a believer, he just wouldn't go to church with me if I would ask him to or doesn't we don't pray together and I know I've heard that phrase before a family that Stays together, prays together, and Mm -hmm. um, we've made it work this far, but I guess I just would like to see some change in that respect.
1: Well, you speak for millions of women and men around the country who are married to a spouse uh, who is not on the same page spiritually. Bottom line, I'd encourage you to pray for your husband. I just love him to death. I just love on him. You could be the instrument of spiritual uh, revival in his life. But make sure you're growing spiritually. Make sure you're deeply rooted in in the Bible and Scripture, and allowing God's Word to penetrate your life. Be in a group with other women who can uh, can encourage you. Uh, but just let you, let your life so grow spiritually that you become so attractive to Him spiritually that He's saying, "Boy, my wife, that you know, she's got something I don't have. I wish I had." That's a powerful thing. Do this one thing if you want to bring peace to your marriage. Hi, I'm Dr. Randy Carlson with an Intentional Living Minute. Can I encourage you to agree on important goals and then every day work together to make them a reality? It could be just one big goal or many little goals, but you're working together. The scripture says, how can two walk together unless they be in agreement? Difficult marriages tend to focus on areas of disagreement as opposed to areas of agreement. Intimacy will increase as a couple increases the number of goals that they agree on and work together on to make a reality. So if you're really struggling in your marriage, find at least one area of agreement and make that a priority, something that will build intimacy in your marriage. Do this for 30 days and see what happens. Visit us at theintentionallife.com. Question number five, every day to ask the question, when am I going to get started? (laughs) Is it going to be today? Am I going to do this intentionally today? Just getting at it, doing the next rate one thing. You know, there are five questions that I focus on this month in our Intentional Living lesson for our member community. And this is a last call here at the end of the month, last opportunity for those of you not uh, a part of our Intentional Living family to come and join us I want to make sure you receive this teaching this month. It's one of the most important lessons I've taught on these five powerful questions that you'll find very encouraging. Our December lesson will be coming out in a couple of weeks. And again, we have that uh, beautiful, brand new 2023 calendar for all new members, those of you joining us in monthly support. So can I invite you uh, to come and be a part of the team today? Man, we'd love to have you receive this. Don't miss out. When you receive it, you can send it to your friends, send it to your pastor, maybe to your children. Share it with others as a point of ministry. And again, this is done by email. We'll send you a video, and audio copy of the teaching. All you have to do is go to theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com. And when you're there, you can click on donate, okay? Or for the rest of this week, our operators are also taking calls on the phone for those who are giving It's being held for just that purpose. So you can call 888 1717 1717 to talk to one of our operators uh, who'd be happy to receive your gift today and join you and welcome you into the Intentional Living Family. So again, triple eight triple eight seventeen seventeen, 1717 or go to theintentionallife.com. You're listening to Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible entirely by the generous support of listeners just like you. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. Randy? Thank you, Kurt. Lines line been very busy today as we uh, open the lines for marriage. At the beginning of the program, I was going over, you know, why why, doesn't, why is intentional living, what is intentional living, and what we believe. And one of the things that we believe is we believe that your marriage matters. You know when your marriage is hurting, you hurt. You hurt in the very fabric of your being. Concern for yourself, your kids, your spouse, your spirit. And uh, God has something better for you. And too many of us live either an unintentional life or a good-intentioned life. An intentional living simply is knowing what pleases Christ and then choosing to do that. But that requires us to get into His Word, understand what the Bible teaches, and then uh, take the action every day to live in a way that we know will bring glory to God and benefit to ourselves. Now, there's a lot of words there, but when you dissect those words, they are transformational. It comes down to capturing a goal that matters, repeating daily actions until they become habits, getting rid of the junk in your life that keeps you from living intentionally, and boy, that's a whole topic in itself, and then enthusiastically pursuing that one goal every day to bring uh, glory to God. Okay, we've got time for a couple more calls. If I keep moving here, Keith is in Michigan. Welcome, Keith, to the program.
5: Uh, Thank you. It's actually the first time I've uh, heard it, and I'm actually on the road, so it kind of came at a good time, and it's kind of the way God's been working in my life lately.
1: Well, good. I'm glad you uh, caught it, and no accidents here, that's for sure. Yeah,
5: yeah, I I pulled over, so that's good.
1: Well, both ways. (laughs) That physical accidents, but God doesn't make accidents either when it comes to having you tune in today. What's your question?
5: Oh, yeah, I believe that for sure, and actually that brings me to my question. um, With a little bit of backstory, I won't take too much time, but uh, I just recently got married in July, and my wife is uh, Christian. I'm Catholic and raised Catholic, and there are some things that uh, fed off from her to me that made me hunger more for what she had, and so I became, I guess you can say I reestablished a walk with Jesus in a different way than I ever have before. Good, and in doing so, I still have had world worldly thoughts or thinking, and it had basically put a bump in the road in our marriage mm-hmm. to the point where she had admitted she um had a very large disconnect with me and um for the last two months, basically, there has been nothing between us at all as far as intimacy or affection um And she had been started seeing a counselor after she recognized uh, certain things happening. And I decided uh, more recently to begin uh, visiting with my pastor of the new church I'm attending, which is actually her church. Um, And in doing so, I've been praying heavily about this. And last weekend was probably the biggest spark of hope I've had about our relationship. Because there was even talks about us uh, not dragging it in on for the kids.
1: And, hmm. You know, maybe it's. You've been married to be since like how long, Keith? When did you get married? Uh, since July? July. July. All right, this is brand new. You guys are in a an adjustment. If there's kids, obviously, a second marriage. It sounds like and an adjustment. And uh, there's huge adjustments when people try to put families together. And in your case, growing spiritually and trying to figure out where you're going to be on the same page or not. I wish your wife were on the phone with me. with with us because I would say, hey, listen, you know what the two of you need to do is to get into that deep counseling together now, six months in and saying, hey, stuff didn't work so well. This is what we need to resolve. Let's get the stuff on the table. Let's open up our hearts to each other. Let's begin in a new direction. And uh, let's have a revival, if you please, 180 degrees, something new for our marriage. And then take it one step at a time. And you know, I just wouldn't. I just wouldn't throw the towel in. I think the two of you need to really work on this. Hang on, Keith. I'm glad you're a new listener. I I want to send you my book Star for Affection. Um, read it. Maybe even read it together and talk about it. Um, I think it could be helpful for you. It's certainly very intentional.
4: Redeemer. Father. My refuge. The ways we describe God may change depending on what we're facing. Teacher. My shepherd. But one thing remains constant. God is always near you 365 days a year. And intentional living has a reminder of God's constant presence in your life that we'd like to share with you. When you support intentional living with a gift of $30 a month or a single gift of $365, we'll say thank you with the 2023 Names of God calendar. Each month shares a different a different name of God, beautiful scenery, and a description of the meaning of God's name for that month. Your support of Intentional Living continues to provide daily hope and encouragement. And the Names of God calendar will remind you that God is with you all year long. You can give now at TheIntentionalLife.com or call 888-888-1717.
1: You know, we've made it a tradition to develop and create a brand new calendar for each year, And I have to confess, after I saw the work that uh, Jimmy and the rest of the team did on this calendar, I was blown away. This is absolutely gorgeous. And I love the fact that they're using uh, these names of God in each of the months. And we're going to use it in our home with our grandchildren to teach them. And uh, what a wonderful opportunity to have that for a whole month, to get the big picture of God and who He is. It's a beautiful thing. And again, it's going out to those of you who are joining us today. As a member of Intentional Living, we need your support. And our operators are only receiving calls today for those who are coming to join us in support. So you can either call or go online. You can call 888-888-1717. That's the number. Or you can go to theintentionallife.com and click on Donate. And when you do, not only have a chance to give online, but you'll see a picture. In fact, we have two or three pictures of the calendar to give you an idea of how beautiful it is, and we're looking forward to getting it to you. We have one here in our home already, and we're ready to get going for this new year. I hope you'll enjoy it. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time from Intentional Living.